0: and welcome back to just girls talking podcast this is savannah and maria and we are so happy to be back this week we hope that everyone had an amazing valentine's day happy belated valentine's day by the way hopefully you got to spend it with loved ones your significant other grandparents parents best friends Valentine's day is lit One of our favorite holiday traditions, thanks to Leslie (laughs) Note. We love our Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day brunch with a nice little treat for each other Mm -hmm. and a little gift to show how much we mean to one another. (laughs) Yes. We are so happy to be back. And today, our topic we are actually going to be going over cultural differences in relationships and cultural displacement. And Culture Shock, which I actually went through moving from West Virginia, North Carolina. It was literally within like three months. I was like in both places um, Mm -hmm. to Texas, Houston, Texas. Vast, vast diversity in this city. It is insane. We have every country in the world in this city, which makes it hella interesting because we have the best food down here. And let me tell you, I not only gained weight when I got married because I was happy, but it's because there's so much damn good food down here. And I mean, he had to take me to all the good places and he did, he succeeded. I gained a shit ton of weight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but we're so
1: happy to be here. We're going to get into this Happy Valentine's Day to everybody who spent it already. Hope the Valentine's Day was pretty good. You ate a lot of food, especially pasta, because pasta is super romantic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and why is it, though? Why is it so romantic? Because it makes spaghetti. you bloat so much. True. But spaghetti makes it, you know, the Italian. It's an wine. <laughs> it's
0: Honestly, crazy. I get that. I was just talking about that with Josh. I kid you not last night we went to Grimaldi's, right to pick up a pizza and I hear the Italian music playing and I'm like I want some freaking pasta and some (laughs) wine but I don't want wine because I don't like wine so I want grape juice in a white glass (laughs) just pretend you know so yes it is it's so yeah I get it it's romantic I think pop culture is at fault for that because you know The movies that they put on, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, Paris, romantic, yes, the romantic place,
0: city of love,
1: yes. (laughs) Other than France, France is also the city of love too, Mm -hmm. but um, Mm -hmm. well, not France, you know, Paris, love, Paris, yes, yes. but um, yeah. Other than that, you know, still cold in Texas, yes. up and down thing has us messing up with our sinuses, because I'm done. And I usually yeah. love the cold, but I think it's been too long, too long. I think COVID done. probably changed your perspective
0: a little bit after we got it because we're sitting here like, maybe it's our allergies. No,
1: yeah, it's no. not. It's COVID. We hate it. We're yeah. done with it. Mm. But um, you're still getting protected. So it's all good, you know? Yes. But um, we're sure. super excited. Episode three. Episode three. Can y'all
0: believe it? Yay. <laughs> We've had discipline <laughs> to create three episodes. Yeah. Hey, that's a milestone. We're proud. We're very proud. We we love to talk, and I mean, I mean, would we never shut up? I mean, honestly, yeah. We'd talk all day, we would. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do talk all day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just not recorded all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Trust me, we'll probably, like, log out after, like, maybe an hour you'll be like, what the fuck These girl's talking about? But
0: here we are. We want to hear y'all's thoughts and opinions, too. We want to hear everything. I mean, anything that y'all are willing to share, we want to hear about it. Um, Definitely something that I know for sure we're looking forward to is finally being able to kind of, like, engage a little bit more with um, the more following that we get, just people who are very on it with like our posts, but not really our posts. It's like, uh, the polls, the polls mm-hmm. I really want to do, because I really would love to start a segment on here where we're talking about like funny stories from this past mm-hmm. week with like your kids, husband, spouse, and you guys submit it anonymously, or you want us to actually give you a shout out. That's totally fine. We'll give you an IG shout out. Yeah. That you're well, we willing to share. High
1: school,
0: like, that, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: things right. from the past yes. ex-boyfriends yeah ex-girlfriends
0: anything. Right.
1: everything's welcome
0: right yes just anything that a memory popped up something funny happened you're just like somebody's got to hear this so we can put a smile on someone's face we would really love to hear it um that is definitely something that I want to start off and then I would also like to start an in segment of sweet stories <laughs> that would mm-hmm. make you tear up at the end you know yeah just Make you happy it's a lot. So we really appreciate it. Nonetheless, I mean, honestly, you guys have been so supportive and so kind. Um, we honestly, I think, over the years, we've created a, a really nice community for ourselves, Maria. Yes. In person and now online, we're going to be drawing in more people, and I'm I'm really excited about it.
1: We want to be big, like billboard big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. That would be great. Yeah. Yes. And we hope that when you think of us. We definitely one of my goals I love that saying you want to be not well known but worth knowing I definitely want to be worth knowing you know I want people to definitely think of us myself in this podcast to be somewhere where you can just kind of sit down be entertained learn something for a minute and just kind of like draw back relax have a laugh and you know think of it as a positive thing
1: yeah and just be like These girls are just like me. Yeah. You know, Relatable. We we're all kind of I mean, fucked up.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs>
1: it's, no, not yeah. <laughs> it's not just me.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> not just me. Oh, my gosh. Getting into that. Josh actually asked me the other day, do you talk to yourself? And I was, like, kind of freaking out for him. And I was, like, did he hear me? <laughs> like, Did he hear me talk? Because, <laughs> yes, I do all the time. Oh, and God. he's, like, do you respond? And I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm having an argument.
1: <laughs> Girl, I do it at work all the time. Like I'm like, did I do this? Wait, I I think I did. And then yeah. the like you know my. That's car, like normal. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah. Like she's like, like are you talking to yourself? Out like,
0: loud. Yeah. <laughs> I straight up have arguments, like prepared arguments with myself in the shower. And I like hope to God I'm not committed for this after it gets online. But like I do, like I prepare myself for future arguments that I could possibly have. And I like have to be on it Oh, because I'm one of those people that I freeze and I can't think. Like I can't think when I'm angry and my words stumble and I get so pissed. Like I cannot come up with it at still- the moment. Yeah, I stutter. I stutter. I can't think. My words don't come out. The sentence doesn't make sense, and it makes me even more angry because I can't mm-hmm. express
1: it. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I, I myself when it comes to sleeping. Remember, like I told you, when I get like I can't stop thinking of something, I'm like I have literally have to slap myself yes. in the face, mm-hmm. kind of like, tell me shut up, shut up. Yeah. I I just can't. But um, no, I. I that's completely me i don't know
0: i don't know who else does this i i know one person out there does because she has admitted it to me and obviously i can't give the name but she's admitted this to me that i always have to like create a story in my head and i'm like visioning through and that's what puts me to sleep that's literally what calms my mind is that i think of a story in my head that maybe i've lived out or i'll think of a past memory and then i can play it out and then it literally that's how i lull myself to sleep That's like the dream,
1: or like you actually think of real life things. Not even kidding, this is is kind of embarrassing.
0: (laughs) I don't even know if I'm gonna post this. I don't know if I'm gonna cut it out or I'm gonna keep it. But so this past couple of days, right, (laughs) the story in my head is I'm an American Indian, right?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, cut it off. (laughs) So, I'm an American Indian.
0: <laughs> this is before the, like, Europeans come and take over. And so, like, I'm going through the day-to-day life, like, being an American Indian. But I'm the chief's daughter, right? So, like, I'm higher oh, up. <laughs> oh, <for> the <hunters. laughs> I'm just I do this every- like before that, I come up with these different stories to live out and that's what puts me to sleep because it's like Yo, not real life you know?
1: what make a book out of that
0: girl I could honestly because there's so many different ones that's just from the past two days honestly like I'll probably do it again tonight because I'm I want to see how it is
1: ends. <laughs> <laughs> but that's legit how i put myself to sleep i love it i just fall asleep i'm just like
0: no i can't because i mean it's not maybe it's because it's just not real life you know and i'm not thinking about my real life problems because if i'm that's what i'm thinking of then i can't go to sleep because then i'm thinking oh i need to do this i need to do this i need to do this so like with these stories in my mind they're fake and i'm like you know i'm just basically telling myself like a bedtime story yeah just i that's pretty
1: smart honestly
0: yeah i mean that's i've been doing it since i was little like that's literally how i've fallen asleep since i was like six probably before then i just tell myself stories in my head oh and uh (laughs) okay getting on track Cultural differences in marriage. This is actually something that Maria and I know quite well. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, my whole little group of friends, we have married outside of our culture and our race, which is pretty kick-ass. We are making mixed babies everywhere Mm. and pissing some, you know, old people off some (laughs) places because they don't (laughs) like mixed babies,
1: (laughs) but they're cute that's all they're the
0: prettiest okay i'm a mixed baby guatemalan and american okay and i am prime example (laughs) (laughs) i think i am so beautiful so there you go
1: (laughs) that's all you have to know make mixed babies you make beautiful babies of course
0: they're beautiful if
1: you're not mixed you're still beautiful so it's okay yes (laughs) we're all beautiful we're all god's creatures yeah I'm Mexican-Mexican, so Mexican. There you Mexican. Go. My daughter is Mexican because yep. of my side, American. Cuban. So I'm still American yeah. and Cuban. And when you see and- her, she has like the cutest <sighs> curls that don't come from my Mexican roots. No. She is literally the perfect example,
0: honestly. She <laughs> is such a doll baby. This baby has the biggest cow eyes in the world they are beautiful that is from her mom (laughs) she has the most beautiful hair gorgeous skin like just her complexion is gorgeous I mean just clear like glass the cutest little nose I mean she is a perfect perfect mixture takes after her mama 100% but oh and I cannot wait for them to make more <laughs> oh, God. you're
1: talking about my babies girl I cannot wait until you make your babies I've yes. told you a lot how like I'm just waiting waiting
0: I know I know <laughs> I'm excited for that time it'll come it'll come in God's timing <laughs> but my children my biological children will be Guatemalan American Mexican so they will be three different um, from three different cultures, which is pretty cool. Um, it's really awesome. And so we're going to kind of get into topic of what were some of the cultural differences that were kind of like culture shock when we first, you know, got into relationship with these boys. And then I also have some really great sites that I found on, um, cultural differences, um, Some interesting facts, honestly, that I found that I'm definitely going to share and we'll talk about. And so the first thing that is coming into my head when I first moved here, so I moved from across like the United States, like I literally left the East Coast of the United States um, here in Texas on the Gulf, Houston, Texas. And you would think that me coming and visiting here quite frequently, um, I mean, I knew what to expect, obviously. Like, I knew that I was coming. I wasn't going from, like, the country to another country because, you know, like, a lot of people who have been in Texas have this misconception that it's all desert cowboys down here, which I have a cute story <laughs> about that. Yeah. But yeah. I knew that I was going from country to, I mean, it's straight-up city here. I mean, our highways are six – six, six, no, that's eight lanes wide. It was a complete shock when I came and not really, it wasn't just like immersing. It was just the different type of environment that I was in when I had first come. So I moved immediately from Charleston, West Virginia. Okay. (laughs) I don't know i don't know who's familiar with charleston but it's out in the sticks hillbilly and i didn't come from charleston charleston i came from a smaller town outside and um yeah i was raised around primarily white people that's what i was raised by i was raised by my mom who is of course white she is from west virginia she was raised in the sticks with you know her family we all have country accents We all have certain ways that, you know, we grew up and, you know, our culture is just different. And so I went from living with that um, there in West Virginia and then also in North Carolina to moving to Houston, where I started working like five days after graduation. Like I showed up, I got my job five days after graduation. I had it lined up Mm -hmm. and I get put into an office, which is, um, you know, where I met Maria Um, getting into this office where it is primarily Hispanic culture. There are nothing but Hispanic men and women in this office. And so there is Spanish every which way. I mean, that's all they're speaking. I am the only one who is not fully fluent. And so I had of course been in that situation prior, like visiting my family, visiting my husband's family, my husband's parents, they don't speak full. They're not fully fluent in English. So I'm very comfortable with it, but it's definitely a different tell when one of the examples that I can actually think of is when me and my husband were first married. So it was obviously really hard because I was leaving my mom and my brother, like the three main people that I grew up with my whole life. I was leaving them. I left my childhood friends back home. And so it was really hard, you know, being in a place where I'm not with my family anymore. And now have to kind of figure out, you know, my community here and build it here. And it takes some time, you know, it takes a good amount of time and it's a lonely kind of process because you're the only one in it who is feeling, you know, that displacement. You're the only one feeling like, well, what, you don't understand what I'm saying because <laughs> I came with this like really thick accent. So that was commented on constantly. Um, and knowing that my husband's family did things differently and I don't know, like it was just, it was just a completely different, it was just a different atmosphere and I didn't know how to express it. And I just felt kind of lonely in that time. And it was a small things like, for example, I remember the first birthday party I think was for my my niece on my husband's side. It was the first birthday party that had spent with him and, um, both of his parents are from Mexico city. And so of course they raise their children with Mexican values within their culture. And so they have little cute, little things that they do that are completely different. And the first thing that I had noticed that I was just like, this is weird. Is, um, they wait until nighttime to blow out their candles and they turn the lights off. Oh,
1: that's something I didn't know
0: okay well oh. that's what we do and i mean i've been doing it now for years for like so like you wait like, we wait it till nighttime and then we turn the lights off and uh-huh. then on cue my father-in-law starts to play like some happy birthday song off youtube blast it on the stereo and then oh, we wow. sing in spanish and then we sing in english um happy birthday happy birthday
1: or the happy, be- ha, um, mañanitas huh um mañanitas?
0: feliz no, cumpleaños no. Oh yeah, and then Happy Birthday in in English, and so that was one of the first things that I was kind of like, what the heck? It was like the (laughs) lights were and I liked it at first. I I immediately liked it. I was like, I because you know I I love candlelight, so (laughs) you know that's the only light we have, is you know the birthday candles on the cake, and so that was something that kind of took me back, and I was just kind of like, that is not what we do, and um, so small little things here and there that kind of really threw me off and. That was one of the positive things, though. That's something that I always really enjoy when um, a birthday is coming around. And my husband's side of the family with my in-laws is, you know, that moment where we're all together. Mm -hmm. We take our Polaroid pictures and, you know, we get to celebrate the person we love. And so that's definitely, you know, a positive thing. But it's very, very hard when you leave, you know, the home that you know, the people that you know, and then you're completely, you know, thrown into a new culture with new habits new new everything and i mean you're not familiar with it entirely i told
1: you you are you i have told you before that you're really brave for what you did and what you have done (laughs) thank you
0: it is it's it's nerve-wracking but i recommend it to honestly everyone um to leave their hometown especially if you're from a small hometown i recommend get out of there. Like, not because it's necessarily bad. Um, I don't want to give any, I don't want to talk major shit about the town that I was from because off it, it, it was honestly within my perspective, of the situation I was going through at the time. And I, and deep down in my heart, I always knew that I would end up here in Houston. Like I knew like since eighth grade, like I don't know. Like, I guess God put it in my heart. Like I knew I would end up down here. And then when I had met Josh and he's from here and he was in college at the time and things kind of just started to fall into place, you know, and things were just falling into. Yeah. Like this is literally, that's where my future is at. And so when you leave your hometown, it really transforms you and it, it grows you as a person. And, um, I recommend it. Like just get the hell out of there. Even if it's a state away, just it's different everywhere I mean even from West Virginia to North Carolina the lifestyles are not incredibly different but there are some differences and I mean there's more in North Carolina compared to West Virginia not more like oh you know like Mm -hmm. it's better or anything but I mean North Carolina has everything the mountains the sea the cities like you know and so um just expand your horizon definitely and if you can't necessarily leave your hometown then travel a ton and just see more for yourself but yeah that is um definitely my first-hand experience on cultural displacement and then we'll get a little bit into our differences and our marriages so you go ahead Maria (laughs)
1: um well for me and Yankee we're both Hispanic but it still falls into place because you know you know I'm basically come from Mexican family when he's Cuban you know I've never ever met like a Cuban family for, before like I did but as like I never associated with them as much as of course with my husband and um their Spanish is fast I mean fast like when I first met him like like I, yeah, of course, I was able to understand him, but after a while, he told me that he had to kind of like, like fix you know the way he spoke because a lot of people will complain that they couldn't understand his Spanish because he just spoke too fast. So I really appreciated that he like you know didn't change for me, but he did like try to make me comfortable because like it's not that I didn't speak Spanish, but I before meeting him, I was with somebody who only spoke spoke English, so more English communication so with him I had to be more Spanish he knows how to speak English of course but like we both like to you know make each other comfortable so Mm -hmm. but um when I met his family like you know uh they were super nice but of course they've heard you know about how some Mexican women are yeah you know you know not to i don't want to make it sound racist false, think, false pretenses yeah, false yeah. context but
0: yeah
1: you know things were spoken and yeah. of course my mother-in-law was like super scared that you know her only boy will like <laughs> fall into that and
0: of course you know we'll give a little like, context what is that what is the false pretense okay
1: well the false was that where she worked she will hear the women saying like, oh, I'm just going to get married to somebody and just like have him work for for everything. And I'm just going to be a stay-at-home mom. And of course, my mother-in-law thought the same thing, that I was going to be like that. And I was like, you know, of course, after I learned about it, I was already in a relationship with my husband for like three months or something. But I was like, no, I would never do that. I love to work. And, you know, seven, eight years later, i'm still working because i love i love it I, I i cannot be a stay-at-home mom no i love it i will love it but no i no,
0: yeah I, I like to work I like to it. go out
1: yeah absolutely
0: it's yeah yeah it, it's what keeps you sane <laughs> it gets you out of the house yeah. i mean there's no shame in that i mean working moms are just as important as stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home moms work probably twice as hard as we do oh, yeah. for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, i stayed yeah. seven months at home and i was like ugh, ugh just too much but back, um circling yeah. circling back to what you were talking about is that um if you want to give a little preface that your husband was actually born and raised in Cuba and mm-hmm. so his mom when they his parents when they moved here how old were they like roughly you think in well,
1: their 40s I think he was like about 16 when yeah. he moved here yeah and uh, so yeah probably like- in their like 40s right well my, well my mother-in-law she's still like she's 47 i think right all right she was probably like 30 something when they moved in okay. here like er, late 30s but um so they know. had spent most of
0: their life in cuba
1: yeah yes yeah. and like i said he was like 16 when he moved to here right So he started high school here that's one of the reasons why he learned english yeah and my sister-in-law too because like you know they both came young and um my husband did graduate from here, but yeah. um, we like again we still do have cultural differences, even though with both Hispanics. But the thing is that it's two different countries, like totally yeah, different. it's completely yeah. different nationalities. Mm-hmm. First, sh- and um,
0: and so going back to his mother um his mom of course spent primarily her whole life in cuba and to my knowledge i could be wrong but cuba they're like information they're televised like anything is filtered right like they don't know much about they don't know much about like different countries or anything like it's all controlled yes by the government
1: correct uh, communist a communist country you know my husband didn't really know what Texas was, what any of this was, like I think that's something Savannah was laughing earlier that no, um, no, it was my story, but it, oh, yeah, was Yankees like, okay. was cute too, yeah,, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> my husband when he was gonna come to the u s he learned that he was you know you know coming to live in, in Texas, he thought Texas was just desert cowboys. Everybody was in horses, and when he got here, he was like, "What the heck? Is it city?" Like he was like yeah. super confused about it. And like when he told me, I thought that was like super cute. I was like, "Oh, like no, we don't ride horses. We are we drive cars. <laughs> yeah,
0: we drive cars. <laughs> <You're> Freaking Cuban."
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, they
0: ride horses back home? Didn't he have a horse?
1: Yeah, he yeah. did. Like he was a he's little country, a country boy country. down there. Yeah, yeah, he's more country, country. than me. <laughs> that is something Pretty that you us. and him associate a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: We are. We're so similar, and it's like from completely different worlds. Yeah. Um, and no, the story that I was thinking about, like literally almost the same. But we remember, I had told you when I was like in first grade, um, I had came to visit my dad, right? <laughs> I came to visit my dad. And I had missed some school, like I had missed like one or two days of school. And so my whole class knew that I was going to Texas to visit my dad. And so when I came back, this boy in my class came up to me and with his accent. He, he was like dead serious. He was like, Do you see any cowboys down there? <laughs> and I was like, no. Was
1: like, yeah i remember uh, that i'm one. That not was from super super that part of texas <laughs> did you see any cowboys down there <laughs> and like uh, the way savannah described it like it was like a super cute thing like i just imagined it's so cute it we were first like, grade
0: wow. yeah we were first grade so like i mean you know <laughs> and i mean adults too when my brother came oh my gosh like he came and i mean he was thinking more you know country living a little bit too because you know I guess like yeah mainstream media like when they talk about it's mostly like westerns I think mm-hmm. like growing yes. up. That's what my yeah, husband did. Yeah my husband uh, my husband oh my gosh <laughs> my <laughs> grandpa like he was really into old westerns so like we grew up like literally his house is decorated in like western decor and everything and um so yeah that's definitely the implication that it's all like desert rolling plains and cowboys on their horses. And so when he came here for the first time in Houston, um, they were driving in and he was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Cause he is not a city boy at all. He hates it. And so he was immediately displeased to <laughs> find yeah. out that it is 100% city. We are concrete everywhere. And, um, so yes, completely different. Oh, but what I was saying about, um, uh, Yankee's mom is that she had primarily, right, but had raised, um, lived, born, raised in group, like completely spent her life in Cuba. And with a communist country, they filter their their news, their everything, the any type of yeah. content that they see. And so um, going into it, this is something that I had learned and that I hadn't known. And so this is going into like, this is, this is kind of somewhat of a shock to me, but I didn't realize the primary difference, I actually had a conversation with one of my co-workers, my supervisor at my last job, where we were talking about, we didn't realize the actual racism between each Central American country, <laughs> like how there's so much oh, prejudice yes. uh-huh. between it. And I had kind of experienced um, very, very little, of course, on my side, because, you know, I can pass It's funny because down here, I'm the white girl, like in the family. I'm not fully fluent. I have pale skin. I am the white girl. But back home, they can tell a difference that I've got (laughs) something in me. (laughs) Like, like, there's something exotic in that girl, okay? (laughs) So they can pinpoint it pretty quick. And I've been mistaken as Asian at one point by the football team. (laughs) And I was like, because I wear my winged liner, you know? and so they yeah like mistaked me as Asian I I knew that obviously my dad was born in Guatemala like he is Guatemalan and I I didn't like it when people would you know refer to me I mean they would say like racial slurs (laughs) to me like calling me Mexican and stuff and like I wasn't Mexican (laughs) like I was like I'm not Mexican like I'm Guatemalan you don't It's a completely different country. And so coming down here and being in the office that we were in at our last job and seeing the different nationalities from each person, knowing that they were from a different country and they were solely from a different country. They weren't just like, oh, born and raised in America. No, they like immigrated from their country to here. And so learning the prejudice against each nationality was legit for me. I was like shook. And it's so funny that um now even with just accents being here for even a short amount of time you can kind of defer where people are from <laughs> like
1: oh, yeah. i like, definitely me, know to see and i'm like ooh, yeah like from, you you can love. definitely yeah. tell
0: like i definitely know when someone's cuban just because of yankee because i can tell with ha- their accents yeah <laughs> it's yankee maybe maybe cubans are the country like they're the rednecks redneck Hispanics, because they're so, like, thick, you know, like, the accents are so thick, loud, prominent.
1: You should hear Dominicans. Dominicans have a deeper accent. No, and, like, and it's funny how, you know, my husband, he's able to understand, like, oh, that person's Puerto Rican, that person is Dominican, that person's Cuban, because, Mm -hmm. you know, back then, I I wasn't able to see it, but now I can and I'll be like, oh, isn't he Dominican? My, my husband will be like, no, he's um, Puerto Rican or mm-hmm. he's Cuban. I'm like, oh, wow. But um, yeah, yeah differences, even though we're all Hispanic.
0: Yeah, we're, uh, we're all categorized as Hispanic, but we're not the same nationality. So like everyone wants to refer everyone with darker skin and who can speak Spanish as, oh, they're Mexican. <laughs> like, no, it's not accurate. Yeah, I mean. You're assuming something that is absolutely not true, could absolutely not be true. Um, but that's something that you definitely get when you're in a smaller, prominently white town, is
1: you get a lot of, yeah, that
0: Mexican girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get anything because you see me, you're like, you're Mexican, does it? (laughs) Nah, I wouldn't. I would I honestly I no. I honest to God
0: like I just I didn't know I because my mom that was a good thing that my mom had raised me to know is that we're not referred like don't refer anybody to like a nationality that you don't know they are <laughs> like we're Hispanic we're all Hispanic she's Hispanic like that's it yeah because I mean we honest to God like we don't it's not 100% <laughs> that we can base it off like your accent or like your appearance I mean it's not you know So one of the sites that I actually um, looked, I found this one to be very interesting. Um, There are a lot of worries going into, you know, marrying outside of your race, marrying outside your culture, was that some cultures worry their children marrying outside culture because traditions won't be carried on. For example, children speaking Spanish. Um, If for my example, like, of course, my husband's parents speak primarily Spanish. They are not fully fluent English. I have to communicate with them in my broken Spanish and then vice versa. And so that is, of course, a big concern. I'm sure that they have that, you know, their grandkids will not be speaking Spanish. And I, I mean, I have made it a point these last couple of years to, you know, work on it and teach myself. And I do understand everything, but I get frustrated i'm so impatient with it and that's something that i definitely have to work on but my children will most definitely be speaking spanish and be fluent because it's so important and uh, especially in this demographic the where we live in houston like you need to speak spanish like i mean everywhere you go i mean everyone speaks it so like when you come here and you don't speak spanish you're just
1: i mean you know you're without (laughs) like you you can't communicate And and also, you have to think about the future. It's going to help them when, you know, they get older, when they go to school. You know, it's going to open as many doors for jobs, of course, like when they get older. But, um, for example, for me, obviously, my daughter, we both speak Spanish. My daughter, she speaks Spanish. She understands some words in English. You know, I, I I try to talk to her in both languages and hope it doesn't confuse her. But from I, I've seen, I'm always like, "Come here," she comes, or yeah. I tell her "Ven para acá," she comes here. You know, yeah. she she knows what I'm saying, and um, that's something that you know for us, you know, Spanish would always be the main the the main language, you know. Also to help out yeah. the abuelas, you know, they they don't speak no English, so they, they have to.
0: Right. And it really breaks our hearts that they, I mean, yeah. you, they can't communicate with their grandkids because their children aren't teaching them the language. It's important. It's very important. And it's something that I definitely hold on to because I hate the fact that I was not taught it growing up. Like my dad, you know, didn't communicate with me more in Spanish, didn't put me through more classes because I should have been speaking it all along. It should have been passed it's down to, to me. I've gotten better for sure, but I mean I should I I I just get so impatient speaking it. <laughs> like because I can say things so much better and faster in English, but I understand what you're saying perfectly fine. Like I can translate perfectly fine in my head, but relate it back to you. A baby too with Adeline. Yeah. And I speak to Adeline, of course, in Spanish. Cause I mean, that's the only language she really speaks. <laughs> if I say like full on paragraphs with her in English, she just looks at me like I'm a dumbass. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what the hell you're saying. <laughs> so for sure. And see, like that's something that I'm practicing with her too for my kids is that, I mean, I'm very like on it. Um, Cause it is, it's, it's super important. And it's something that I definitely hold on into my heart because I want my children to be very close with both sides of grandparents and they speak Spanish. They all do. Yeah. My dad, if, lo- um, thankfully. If your parents thankful. ever
1: worried about you, you know, marrying someone else, well, probably, you know.
0: Yeah. My, my mom, not so much. My mom's always been open with anything honestly like she's a very open-minded person like it's never been prejudiced with her nothing honestly she's very very open-minded
1: and uh,
0: yeah like none of that she didn't really have a worry for me with any type of uh, cultural nationality of who I'd marry into my dad (laughs) my dad a little bit um and of course it comes from a genuine place uh yes I can't really speak so much on Josh's parents. Um, I don't know. I, they, I, I think that definitely that would have probably been one of their concerns when Josh brought the white girl home. <laughs> that, you know, homegirl don't speak Spanish. Like, what about our grandkids? Like, are they not going to like very important? I mean, if you if your parents only speak one language, please, please teach your children their language so they can communicate with it because it, it means the world and your relationship with your grandparents is everything like I have such a close bond with my grandma and growing up with my grandpa like it's it's very important that I definitely won't but with my children I want them to have that I want them to be incredibly close with their grandparents and so um another fact that I found on this article which I'm sure that we all know this, but some cultures think of women as inferior. And though some have may have adopted Western views on marriage, once they get married, those views come up in different ways on how they're treated. And so what that pretty much means is that women are kind of looked down as the lesser equal in the marriage. And so in some cultures, you know, there's certain roles that need to be played in their mind. Well, not in their mind, but like culturally, that's, That's how their roles are. Like the women stay at home. They raise the children, take care of the house. They don't work role and they don't get much say on finances, on anything that, I mean, really should be spoken about with both partners. Even Mm -hmm. if, I mean, you're not contributing financially, you're contributing to the family. So you definitely have a say no matter what, in my opinion. And so it does come up in, I'm sure, different ways, On like, um, for example, actually, I learned from my (laughs) (laughs) K-dramas that um, Korean culture is very interesting. When I was looking, I had watched one where it was called Because This Is My First Life. And I had learned that Korean mother-in-laws are very, very harsh with their daughter-in-laws. And they kind of treat them like servants and Uh so yeah like and they're not necessarily mean to them but Mm -hmm. it's like expected you know like that their daughter-in-law like needs to like and it's not like oh they have to come to the house or anything like that it's mostly like holiday parties and such you know Mm -hmm. where like the daughter-in-law is expected to like pick up after everybody clean, cook like you need to do oh, everything gosh. and then you know the mother in laws like sweet with her and she's like isn't she such a good like daughter-in-law you know like bragging and stuff and that can definitely you know change especially if they immigrate to you know the states and they're not first generation they're second generation and they're like hey that's not how this is gonna work you can't yeah. treat you know my wife like that because it's it's not cool you know yeah. i mean so
1: <clears throat> that you know and that actually does go back to what my mother-in-law thought that because right, right. You know, mm. she heard you know some people were like that she thought i was gonna be like that yeah and of course i never comforted my mother-in-law she's like the nicest person mm-hmm. ever and she's she wasn't sweet.
0: she wasn't automatically like assuming or throwing prejudice either this was just something that she learned and from friends like trusted yeah. friends she has no knowledge on so like this is her only source of info so it was like a genuine concern it wasn't really
1: anything yeah to, um, yeah you know, you know like i said you know i proved it wrong you know still working <laughs> you know raising the baby raising yeah. his son her son i'm sorry and, um, <laughs> her son aren't we all just raising them you, but yeah. um, you know <laughs> Still taking care of him while working and taking care of her grandkids. So I do so much. But um, but yeah, it does go back to that, that, you know, cultural differences, you know, it, it does that, you know, yeah. it makes the daughter-in-law look bad. But in reality, you know, we're not like that just because that was something before that was done that, you know, women had to stay at home, be mm. Taking care of everything, that and it's habits. something that
0: we we know. know too, like yeah. firsthand as well. As right, yeah. like we've seen it not just with like older generations, but we've seen it with younger generations too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. There was actually like, a girl that we worked like, with at the yeah. office. Yeah, I was about uh-huh. to say there's a girl that we actually worked with at the office. I had actually found out that like she she was working obviously at the time, but she would wake up at like four a.m and like cook for her husband, like for the day, like she was slaving away, like before work even started. And it was expected of her, like by him, because you know, his family was like very traditional in their culture. And Mm -hmm. that's just killer. (laughs) Like I couldn't imagine. um, I mean, good
1: for, you know, y'all can do that. That's awesome. I cannot wake up. That was something my mom would do. Like when my dad used to work, like my dad will, I'm sorry, my mom will wake up and make my dad like his lunch and whatever, so yeah. my dad could take you to work, but right. again, my mom was actually a stay at home mom, so right she, she had to do it, but the good thing about my parents was that if something would have to get done, like right. you know, they bought their house um it was the same between both of them, even though my dad was the only one making money, my mom had a saying in it, so that was something that they didn't go based on that other culture from back in the day but mm. they had their own and from there i got like a little bit of it and i I got it to my relationship and of course my husband got his little right. side of it from his family and we all like you know merged it together and made it work right Mm -hmm. yeah that brings up mine yeah
0: (laughs) because my husband came from a beautiful healthy loving home where his mother is just a freaking saint honestly she's a saint and I mean the whole house is clean you get like breakfast lunch and dinner homemade cooked and everything's mostly taken care of housewives and he's got me (laughs) ends up marrying me and I know how to cook like a handful of meals and it was mostly pasta (laughs) at the beginning that's literally all I would end up cooking is like pasta because it's easy too and I was working full-time as well so it's like I'm tired so he went from you know having that culture of yes his mom took care of everything house-wise food-wise like everything was just uh, like perfect to yeah him marrying me (laughs) oh
1: god and my house
0: is yeah like i am a full-time and it's funny because me and my friends say this all the time you get a working wife or you get a housewife you don't get both (laughs) yeah
1: like i will clean this house like yeah
0: it's
1: hard like it is hard like my mother-in-law she does everything cooks well works you know keep maintains the house clean and i'm like um, i made pizza or <laughs> i made off something salad. in the oven okay <laughs> like can you get it out <laughs> yeah i made salad like already made from kroger let's just make some like what are those called like little buffalo wings. yeah here's your lunch from tyson you know. <laughs> yeah from tyson i'm so sorry but i got home late i need you know need to take care of the baby yeah. that's all we're gonna eat sorry yeah. no that that's enough so
0: i mean honestly their work ethic is just adm- admirable like i mean it's kick-ass they are cannot be described as lazy for sure mm-hmm. i but i'm over here like a freaking bum i can't like <laughs> i am tired i i will you know cook we'll both contribute because i am one of those people that are like hey it's 50 50 we both need to put in the work i'm cleaning this house you cleaning this house we're both cleaning is both our responsibilities and thankfully mm-hmm. that is how like our, our partnership works we are partners 100%. so yeah. I am thankful to have married someone who feels the exact same way as me and views it that way because it's very important which actually leads to my next point um, so cultural differences and cultural displacement, language bearers of course can actually lead to resentment Um, especially if you're taking on one partner's cultural and passing it down to your children more than your own and so that actually raises some you know resentment and so the best ways to prevent resentment is of course communication Communication is key, speaking out on what has upset you and what does upset you. Because when you're both being communicative with each other on your feelings, your thoughts, your opinions, your concerns, you're staying connected. And so that other person, because as we all know, marriage is not one sided, it is two sided, it is teamwork. And so you really need to be in communication with that other person because you're not only having to think about your thoughts, your opinions, your feelings, but you're having to think about your partners as well. Yeah. And so keeping that communication alive is the best way to prevent the resentment that could sometimes set when there are cultural differences in marriage. And also
1: just like from the beginning, always be honest with them. Right. Get to know them. Like. Mm I, maybe not in the first month. You want to ask too many questions. I do. It's best, <laughs> yeah, like, but it's always best to know like what you're getting yourself into, right. yeah, so yeah, it yeah. won't like be a year from now and you're like, well, I didn't know your, you know, I, I don't know something like when it comes to religion. Religion's another huge one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. We're gonna talk about it today, but um, I don't know if we could. But yeah, yeah, just religion's a small like another.
0: snippet. Yeah, we can yeah. bring up religion for sure. Yeah, Um, definitely not being, I don't want to say the word ignorant, but ignorant to other religions is a big thing. And I kind of was um, stepping into my marriage because that was one of the things that I actually learned is that Christianity, of course, we have many different branches. And so I thought that um, the denomination that my husband grew up in was basically the same as mine <laughs> and they are absolutely not. Um, Baptist is a little, you know, we eat a lot. There's, you know, some rules that you have to follow within the Baptist Association. So there's Baptist Association. And so we're not just following the rules of the Bible, but the Baptist Association kind of like creates rules that you also have to follow and then yeah. it falls in line with my husband and the way he grew up and that's kind of how his denomination works too but they interpret the bible a little differently in certain areas and so when that came up later on i was just kind of taken back like what the hell hey <laughs> like, that is not at all what i was raised to you know study believe and you know and so definitely be respectful. I mean, if you guys are marrying outside your religion and it works for you guys,
1: it go for it. For me, not really, you know. Oh yeah, you're both Catholic. Talking right? to you about it, we are yeah. both Catholic, but I mean, like we don't, you know, not to sound mean, I hope it doesn't come out wrong in the wrong way, but we both, you know, believe in you know in God and everything but we both you know don't go to church or anything so when it came to actually when I found out I was pregnant I did spoke to Yankee about that and I was like so when we have a baby how is that gonna work like is she gonna be baptized or what's gonna happen and um he said well when I was a baby I got baptized Catholic and I was like well me too and um in, in, well from there we both kind of agreed that my daughter will be you know baptized as a catholic and of course cuz like you know my concern was because i know his parents are uh, baptists so you know i had to be 100% what he, 100% sure what he was going to say but um i'm glad we both agree there that you know our daughter will be you know baptized as um you know baptized as a catholic but yeah. You
0: know. yeah yeah that she will be baptized catholic mm-hmm. yes and that also falls in the lines of cultural too with our cultural beliefs and everything because i know predominantly in mexico um the church is catholic correct yeah. that's the catholic church and mm-hmm. so when you're coming from more small town you know hick countries like where i'm from um it's baptist like that's primarily where we go is baptist christianity Mm -hmm. and so it it does fall a line um but yeah we did i think both of us in both of our marriages we we definitely connected with people who fall in the same beliefs as us because it it doesn't raise any type of concern or argument at all because even though me and my husband, we had different upbringings within the church and within Christianity, it all falls within the same belief. So it's not even, you know, a topic of concern um, Mm -hmm. when going to raise my children, our children together. And Mm -hmm. so the next thing to also help prevent resentment is humor. (laughs) Humor goes a long way and it's better to make things light than to take everything so serious. And this is something that I've had to learn. Um, I'm still learning it, honestly. <laughs> I am still learning to not take everything so seriously. And um, one of the things that I think prevented me from really wanting to dive into my Spanish immediately was when I would try, they, everyone would laugh at me and I didn't like it, like I would get embarrassed. And so I, I like I just shut down. And I was like, forget it. Like, I don't like this. I am very, I sound pretty smart in English. And I, I just don't want to start from the bottom <laughs> in a completely different language. And so learning to just not take everything so serious when you're, when you're really trying to learn, you know, your spouse's, your spouse's family's culture, their culture, and learning their language. Cause I mean, that's, that's important too, to be able to communicate with your in-laws going to resentment as well. This is a really good one. So within this other article, it actually talks about guilt. And so there can actually be resentment led through guilt Because the ideologies you grew up with sticks with you. Even if you've given it up, it can lead to resentment towards your partner later on when raising children. And it results in your loss of identity. Do I belong here? And so not within the resentment part, but the loss of identity, that is something that I most definitely have been, I, I like, I know that firsthand Because, you know, growing up, knowing that I did have Hispanic heritage in me, like I had the Hispanic blood in me, I am Guatemalan, I wasn't raised with it, you know, I wasn't raised, my father um, lived across the country, so like I, I wasn't around Spanish, I wasn't around the food that we typically eat, I wasn't around like the traditions that we had, I was mostly raised, you know, white American, like our traditions over there but that part of me still stuck and so you know especially always being pointed out that you know I'm the what what is that what is that girl (laughs) like what ethnicity is she like what is she because obviously she's not fully white you get that sort of feeling of like do I belong here and I think I know a lot of mixed kids can kind of feel that um too especially when you're just kind of in between you're like that perfect mm-hmm. mixture and you can fall f- under both categories. It's pretty, it's not rough. It's like not the worst thing in the world. It's just kind of confusing because we're you're just kind of trying to figure out, do where do I belong? Honestly, like, cause I'm I'm in the in between and where do I belong mostly in this? And since I grew up with my mom's side of the family more, of course the ideologies that I grew up with have stuck with me. And I'm sure always will. And finally getting growing up, moving here to Houston, and then finally being around my Hispanic like culture and seeing like what that really means. It's completely different. And, um, I'm so grateful to, to like be immersed into that and actually get to see what I had missed growing up. And, um, The older I get, thankfully, the more I'm finding, you know, that it's okay. It's definitely okay to be in the in-between. Like, I mean, it's just a blessing, honestly, to have both sides in you, period. On this last article, this was the note that I took from this, is that accepting that the relationship will take time in its own tone to find the rhythm that works for you, for the both of you to be happy and feeling and having that feeling of belonging that is incredibly true for me. I don't, would you say the same for you that it took some time for both of you guys to kind of find y'all's rhythm? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was definitely the, I think it took me about a year or two for us to kind of get into that rhythm of, okay, like, we know it works for us, you know, like, I mean, it's been discussed, it's been argued about, we've sat down, we've did, we've discussed what makes us comfortable, what doesn't, what we like, what we don't like in different topics and different subjects of life. And so finding that rhythm, it does take time. But, and I think that's probably why too, going back to that feeling of belonging is that I got, I have that feeling of belonging with him. Like, cause I know I belong with him, you know, in that yeah. he now is my home so I don't really have to have that juggling back and forth like where do I fit in because I fit in with him
1: you know yeah I actually really love that yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, that actually it's almost the same thing as me but um like we both never got into any argument like when it comes to like both cultures or anything he accepted my my stuff I accepted his we were both kind of like we'll just do our own thing, once we become a family, you know, we'll do what's best for our daughter, we'll do what's best for both of us, like, that's it, you know, we'll decide what's better, and, um, that's pretty much it, because every family at the end will have their own thing, like, you will have your own rhythm, we have our own, and, um, we both just accepted each other.
0: Yeah. And just accepting too that even if it doesn't happen right away, that it takes time and to give yourself patience because yes. we're not in a race with anybody. Yeah. We are not in a race with, I mean, no competition with anyone. We are all set on our own path and mm-hmm. things fall into place for each one of us at different times. And there's no shame in that just because one one person gets their prior and another couple gets there quicker. Like it, 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 I mean, it doesn't matter. We're all meant to be where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Like us. Yeah. Like we're all where we are supposed to be at this moment in time. And so just to accept that and give yourself grace, knowing that it takes time and that that time that you're putting in having the patience, it pays off in the end. 100%. Because I know if I could go back until my first year of Mary self, like, You're not going to feel this way forever. It's going to get better. That would have probably calmed my
1: anxiety down a lot because I was just a ball of stress for a while. Your significant other does say to you, hey, my family does it like this, but there's something (laughs) you don't like. You know, speak up and be like, you know, I don't know. Like, if you want to do it for him or her, go ahead. But if it doesn't make you comfortable, you straight up talk and just be like, oh, no, I, I don't like that. And just be honest, you know, trust me, like, you know, whatever it is, if it is waking up at four in the morning to make food or doing, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, because again, there's of, you know?
0: yeah, there's no shame in that. I mean, if you wake yeah. up at four a.m. and feed, like get your food ready in the morning for your yeah. family. Like more power to you. That's freaking awesome. Like I wish um, I could wake up before seven and I like, (laughs) I barely can. (laughs) So 100%, I mean, no shame. Just know that we're here to hopefully give you encouragement
1: (laughs) and know that you're definitely not alone. What is it? That's the power to speak up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And the power to speak up. And that's actually funny that you brought that up um, because that's the title of our of this episode is my family doesn't do it that way. <laughs> and so that's true because that's what rang in my head a lot is my family didn't do it that way. So that's not how I was raised. And that's, I love it. yeah. <laughs> so that's something that I got brought up and something that, you know, you definitely, you, you can learn to accept like we're all different and that's okay because it's the differences that make it fun you know like because I have so many hillbilly stories to tell my in-laws and they just like roll because I mean they can't relate like at all (laughs) they're just these city kids that were born and raised in Houston they they don't know what it's like and so can we talk um, about
1: a tamale one
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. For example, one. my grandma, she, she listened to this. She's going to be
1: like, I actually Savanna. told Yankee about it. I was like, oh, this is so cute. And she was like, what? So, <laughs> <it> was funny.
0: <laughs> so my great uncle actually married outside of his culture. Um, I guess within my immediate family on my mom's side, he was the first to marry a Hispanic <laughs> and bring her home to West Virginia. And my family um, way back when um, it was especially when I don't want to say when family was really important. Family's always really important, but at that time, my family on my grandpa's side, they would have weekly you know dinners together at one of my great aunt's houses and it, it was when the kids were young, so you know during that time, like when you have young children, you and your siblings get a, get together and you know have the kids play to, with one another and it's it's just fun, it's fun, you know, congregation communion and community and um so at one of those dinners, he had brought her from Houston, Texas, and she was an amazing cook who made authentic tamales from. Yeah, I mean, it was just kick-ass. So she had made these tamales for my family, who is white. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love this story. Love
0: so, it. I myself had actually never taught, tried a tamale. I had not until I was about 20 years old, like an actual tamale, and it was because of Maria. <laughs> I had My first tamale was from her, and it was from her mother. And so... When I had that first Somali, I did, I when I saw them too, like honestly, I didn't know how to eat them. So like no shame to my grandma. <laughs> like it's it's not just her. <laughs> and, and um Maria kindly educated me that you open the corn chuck and you eat what's inside.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I gave it to you open, like I, I was nice enough like. I think you did. I yeah. think
0: you did open it. I I usually do that. And then I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then I just ate what was inside. <laughs> and I was like, makes sense. Um, but my grandma in the late seventies was not taught that you don't eat the corn (laughs) chuck. So when we were talking about her visit to come see me, I was telling her about all of the good places I would take her. And I actually had mentioned Maria's tamales that I would ask Maria's mom to make her some so she could try them because they were crazy good. And she, (laughs) she said, She was like, um, yeah, you know, Jerry's wife made those one time and I don't like the corn chuck. I don't want to eat that. (laughs) So I was like, mama, you don't eat that part.
1: (laughs) So I loved it. When she first told me that story, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, are you serious? No,
0: I literally found really? that. As soon as I found out the next day, I was at work telling Maria. I was like, can you believe this? Because, I mean, it's something that I totally would have done too. So, like,
1: <laughs> it's not oh, just next her. Next time, I think if I go back on time.
0: So, we hope you guys enjoyed our episode today. We're so thankful for all of you guys' support. Um, like, share, comment. Uh, just Girls Talking on insta we look forward to hearing from you guys next week we hope you have a wonderful week
1: wonderful valentine's day and we're also my birthday oh. is on friday february 18th Ooh. what, what, what? and i
0: forget our mary bell our very own is turning a whopping 27th <laughs>
1: 27 baby 27 baby
0: 27 years old maria has graced this earth with her presence her loud mouth personality (laughs) and that fiery spirit (laughs) yes
1: which i hope everybody will learn to love
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes everyone
1: will for sure
0: but yes give maria a little happy birthday this friday on the 18th and then we have our dearest little adeline her daughter the very next day for her first birthday
1: you just had to say i just said first oh my
0: gosh i said
1: the third like just take away the spotlight from me (laughs) sorry you're your kid I was, I was gonna mention her all, like on instagram i'm not here okay 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 okay, okay. Go. we'll go
0: again we'll cut that part out
1: no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding it's <laughs> be there. Be like, no, fuck, this lady's crazy.
0: yes but girl that's why i don't want to have an august baby august is mine dude like i don't want to share august with
1: kids. girl i share it with two other people yeah uh-uh
0: fuck no that ain't <laughs> <laughs> okay so yes we hope you had a wonderful week a wonderful valentine's day please wish our very own Bell a happy happy birthday we wish her nothing but the best of course and we cannot wait to hear from you guys next week have a wonderful day
1: yeah stay tuned bye-bye stay tuned
0: goodbye Bye.